Today on the show, I've got some tips for my sighted supporters on building a relationship with your VIP. This is Life After Sight Loss Radio, episode 69. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast helping you discover life after sight loss. My name is Derek Daniel. I am your host and resident VIP, aka visually impaired person. Hey, if you're new to the program, welcome aboard. This is the place where we do product reviews. We talk life advice, encouragement, emotional support, technology, relationships, and so much more, all with the express purpose of helping individuals and families who are going through or facing physical sight loss. Thank you so much for joining me this week, guys. It's been a while, but I'll talk more about that later because this week we're talking to sighted supporters and I've got some tips on building a relationship with your visually impaired person, with your VIP, because so often it can seem a little bit challenging. You know, what do I do now? How do I approach this? And so I've got just just a few tips for you today. And of course, by no means is this the, you know, one and only list on ways to build a relationship, but just a few tips for you today. Plus, I've got a great recommended resource, a blog that I have recently found, and it has something to do with sighted supporters and VIP. So you're going to stick around for that. It's really, really good. You'll have to check it out. But before we jump into all the good stuff, as always, don't forget that you can find today's show notes at lifeaftersightloss.com slash 069. Show notes includes links, information, ways to subscribe, and get connected. So make sure you check out the full show notes at lifeaftersightloss.com slash 069. Well, on this show and on the YouTube channel, on the website, I like to talk to sighted supporters as well as visually impaired people because so often the visually impaired people get all of the recognition and the sighted supporter, you know, the spouse, the parents, the friends, the siblings, they just kind of go unnoticed. And that's really unfair because their life can be changing as well. So today, I wanted to share just a few tips, some things I have in my mind, you know, having sighted supporters in my life and being a VIP myself, I thought maybe it's a good time just to share these tips on building that relationship. Now, again, this is not the end-all, be-all list of helping to build a relationship with your visually impaired person. These are just a few things I have thought of, especially when it comes to spouses and parents. Now, obviously, friends, siblings, all those sort of things can definitely be applied to this list, but I'm thinking of spouses and parents, I think specifically because of the list I'm giving you. So before I ramble on too much more, let's go ahead and jump into the list of things to help you as a sighted supporter build that relationship with your VIP. First of all, it's important to remind the VIP that you're always there for them. Now, I know this kind of sounds cliche or like, duh, like, what do you mean I'm there for? Yeah, but it's important because so often, the as a visually impaired person, we can feel very alone. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm, nobody knows what I'm going through. And although the sighted supporters don't know exactly what it feels like, they don't know exactly the things, they don't know exactly how much sight a person has left, if they have any left, you know, they don't know exactly, but it's important for you as a sighted supporter to let that person know that you're always there. Like, I'm here if you need to talk. I'm here if you want to vent. I'm here if you want to express some thought you're having. I'm here, whatever. Because look, here's the thing. A lot of times you as a sighted supporter are going to need a break. 
and it's okay to take that. In fact, it's more important than ever in your life to take that break. You got to take the breaks when you can. Go out with your friends, uh, go to a spa day, just take a walk around the block if you have to. Take that break. But always remember that your VIP is looking for somebody to be there, and it's important to remind them that you're always going to be there. Just because you're taking a break doesn't mean you're not going to be there. It just means that you need that break so that you can be there later on. So I think that's really, really important. So the first thing I want to, you know, just just a tip here is to remind that VIP that you're always going to be there for them. Secondly, it's important to remind them or tell them that they can do it even when you're not sure yourself. Now, look, I'm not talking about going out and driving a car, jumping out of an airplane. I just mean, you know, living your life, doing you know, school or work or whatever it is, let them know, yes, I think you can do this. Or even if you don't want to lie to them, just say, yes, you can, because they can, even if you're unsure yourself. This is really true, especially for parents, because sometimes we see our children and we're like, oh, don't do this. You're going to hurt yourself. Oh, it's going to be awful. But they need that encouragement. They can do this. They're looking for at least one or two other people in their lives to say, yes, you can do it, because they might have the thought in their head, I can do this. Yeah, oh, I can do it. I can go off to school, I can go get a job, I can whatever the case is, but it's sure nice to hear that extra set of voices, even just one other voice to say, yes, you can do this, even when you're not sure on the inside yourself, because... You know, it's going to be scary. It doesn't matter who the person is. It's going to be a little bit scary when they go off and they do whatever it is they're going to do. Because let's face it, they might fail. But failure doesn't mean it's the end. And we're going to talk about more more about that later. But it doesn't mean it's the end. It just means, okay, now what do you need to do to reassess and, and try again? So I just encourage you that even if you're a little bit scared, even if you're a little bit nervous, just encourage them that they can do it and be there for them every step of the way. Because if they'll just have that encouraging word, that encouraging voice from somebody else, it's going to mean so much to them. Thirdly, it's important to build good communication between each other. I've heard it said once that good communication is not the key to a healthy relationship. It is the product of a healthy relationship. So what I mean by that is sometimes we think that good communication, if I just communicate really well, my relationship will go great. And while good communication is important, it is not the only thing. Here's the thing. If I wrote you a check for $100,000 right now and said, all you got to do is communicate well, and I'll give you this check just for the next 24 hours, just learn to communicate. You'd figure it out. You'd sit down, for even if you didn't like each other, you sit down and figure out so you can get that money because there's something on the line, right? And so a lot of people would assume, oh, well, that's, yeah, there's something on the line, good relationship, I want to communicate well. But the reality is, we oftentimes need that really good emotional connection between one another to sort of build that bridge to good communication. So, When I say build good communication, I mean it's going to take work. You're going to have to do things. Find ways of communicating that work. Some people love to talk for hours and hours and hours, and those people do a podcast. (laughs) Just kidding. No, but some people love to talk, and that's okay, but some people don't. I've got two children, and both of them communicate completely differently. One of my kids loves to talk. They will talk all day, all night. And, you know, I really love that. I'm like, yeah, let's keep talking. My other one, 
10 minutes and they're done. Like, and they've only spoken like four words. You know, they are done. They, they're good to go. So I've got to find ways to communicate. Now, some of that's learning when they're going to talk the most, but some of that, you know, you got to figure out other ways. Like, for example, there might be a good way. Okay. Let's just journal back and forth. Okay. I'll write something on a piece of paper and then I'll give it to you and you can write on it. You'll give it to me the next day and, you know, communicate back and forth that way. Maybe that's a good way to do it. Maybe you want to record yourself, kind of the similar thing, but only in audio. Maybe you send voice messages back and forth, that sort of thing, because some people can't look at you when they're talking because their minds don't work that quickly. Some people need time to process, and that's okay. You know, Maybe it's something where every week you're going to take half an hour out of your week and communicate, okay, what's been going on? Let's go get ice cream. We'll talk about it, You know, whatever it is. You have to find ways to build good communication. Some people say you have to make the time for it. See, the thing about that phrase is, although it's semantics, the thing is you can't make any more time. There's only so much time. You can't have the power to make it. I believe you have to take the time because there's only so many hours. You've got to take some of that time and say, no, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to build good communication. So you can tell I'm an advocate for communication. I I really think it's so important. And so I just want to encourage you, if you're a parent, a spouse, whatever, to build in good communication. Take the time to learn how you both communicate well and then find ways to do that each and every day, every week, every month, all the time, because those having those lines of communication open is going to do so much for not only you, but for the VIP as well. And number four, this tip, I did a video about it a few weeks ago, but basically the tip is to let them fall down. You know, sometimes in life, we have to fall. We have to fall on our face. We have to fail because failure is a great teacher. And you have to let your VIP fall because they'll never know if they can do something unless they try. And to try means they have to risk falling. Now, again, I said earlier that falling doesn't mean it's the end. Failing doesn't mean it's the end. It means you reassess and go, okay, kind of that old adage of getting back on the horse, if you will. And maybe it's literally you're going to, you know, fall off horse and get back on. But maybe it's something where you tried something and it just didn't work the way you thought. That doesn't mean you can't do it. It just means maybe you need to do it a different way. But you as a society supporter have to allow them to take that that chance to take that risk. And if you're a parent, let's face it, that can be hard. doesn't matter whether your kid's sighted, visually impaired, or any other such thing. It can be difficult to let them just go out and fall on their face. I mean, you know, whether it's they're all alone or they're in front of people, it doesn't matter. You don't want to let them fall. You want to protect them. And I get that. And I'm the same way as a parent and as a friend and as a sibling and as a whatever. You know, I, I want to make sure that people don't fall on their face. But sometimes, as a visually impaired person who has tried things, I've got to be able to go out and try that thing and fall to know, okay, that didn't work and I won't be able to do that or that didn't work that way, so I'm going to have to try it a different way. I've just got to figure out what it's going to do. So I encourage you as a sighted supporter, if you're listening to this, to take just a few minutes to take a deep breath and go, okay, I'm going to try my best to let them fall. I know it's hard. I get it. I understand as much as I can. But I just know that speaking from somebody who is a VIP, I know that if you'll let those people fall every once in a while, it will give them the stamina and the courage to go, yes, okay, I did that. It didn't work out the way I thought, but I can do it. I've got a a new chance to try it again, whatever it is. It'll really give them that courage to go for it. So hard as it may be, let them fall. 
All right, guys. So there's four tips on building a relationship with your VIP if you're a sighted supporter. Now, like I said, this is clearly not the end-all, be-all list of things. These are just a few ideas to get the brain flowing, to get the conversation going, to get it started between you and the people in your life that are visually impaired. If you're a parent, if you're a spouse, if you're a sibling, if you're a friend, if you're a child, whatever it is, getting these kinds of things going in your brain can help you develop that relationship with your VIP. Listen, it's not going to be the same as it was before because if you've been married for a while, if you've had this child for a while, if you've had these friends for a while, and all of a sudden they are now visually impaired, your relationship isn't going to be exactly the same. It doesn't mean it's going to be bad. It just means it's going to be a little different. So figuring out how to approach that and starting to build that relationship in whatever way you can, these tips or others, I think will do so much for not only you, but for the VIP as well. So take these tips and others and start building healthy relationships today. All right, guys, I've got a great little resource for you. This is a new blog that I found. I heard about this blog. Actually, the blogger sent me a message, I think via Instagram or email or one of those sources. Who knows? But anyway, they sent me a message because they are a mother of someone, I believe in high school, who is visually impaired. They have a form of retinitis pigmentosa. And this blog is called Navigating Blindness. You can find it at navigatingblindness.com, and I'll have a link in the show notes for you. But this blog is about this mother who is navigating how to live her life as a sighted supporter to a child who is visually impaired. Now, this child, I think, has had it since birth, and they're, I think, in high school at this point and trying to figure out, you know, okay, all these different things. Uh, one of the things I saw that they were skimboarding on, I think, probably the ocean or something like that, and it was really cool. But the mom reached out to me and just had such great things. I actually quoted this mother in one of my videos recently about giving grief a voice. And so it's such an interesting dynamic that she is having. And I thought talking to society supporters today was so important to give you a resource that has some one who is a sighted supporter. Because look, I can give you all kinds of ideas and thoughts. My wife's been on here before, but having other people who sort of get it from your standpoint is so important. So check it out, Navigating Blindness at navigatingblindness.com. Again, link in the show notes for you as well. But I think it'll be a really interesting blog. I don't think she has a ton of posts right now because it's a pretty new blog, but I'm sure that she's going to be doing more and you can always reach out to her as well. So check it out, Navigating Blindness. All right, guys, you've heard me ramble on for a bit today. Now I want to hear from you because feedback is fun. My question for you today is pretty simple. What is one tip you would have for building a healthy relationship between a sighted supporter and a visually impaired person? Whether that's a parent-child, a spouse, a friend, sibling, whatever it is, what is one tip you would have? Is it something connected to ones I've mentioned, something completely different? And how has that tip helped you out in your own life? I want to hear from you because I love getting feedback from people. It's so, so awesome. I love it. So you can do that a few different ways. You can email me, Derek, D-E-R-E-K, at lifeaftersightloss.com. I do my best to answer all the emails that come in. If I don't email you, my apologies, but I do my best to try to get them all answered if I can. You can tweet me at sightlosslife.com. 
Don't forget, that's S-I-G-H-T. Don't let uh, voiceover or dictation mispronounce it and spell it S-I-T-E. It's at Sight Loss Life. And you can also drop me a voicemail, and the number to do that is 317-721-1027. So hit me up on all those and other ways. I'd love to hear from you because I love getting feedback from people. Answer that question or share any thought or question you might have in regards to this topic or anything else because feedback is so much fun. And I look forward to hearing from all of you very soon. All right, guys, as we take the last lap here of the podcast, just a few housekeeping items. First of all, if you haven't got a chance to subscribe to the podcast, oh, what are you doing? You got to subscribe so you won't miss another single episode. You can do that over in the show notes at lifeaftersightlaws.com slash 069. There are buttons right there for Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher. You can subscribe on your Android phone as well. So make sure that you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss another single episode. And while you're subscribing, I'd love for you to leave a rating and review. You can do that in Apple Podcast. I believe that you can do that in Stitcher as well. But leave that rating and review. Let me know what you guys think. But more importantly, just make sure you subscribe because that way you won't miss out on another single episode. And speaking of the show notes at lifeaftersightloss.com slash 069, make sure you hop over there because that way you're going to get all the information, the links, all the things I talked about. Plus, you're going to get all the links to my social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. I'm not really great on social media right now, but I'm trying, so go ahead. Check out those links. You can find all the good information plus all the other stuff on the website. Just go to lifeaftersightloss.com slash 069. And hey, if you are a regular listener to this show, you'll know that it's been eh, a hot minute since I've let an episode go out. And I just want to say, first of all, that I appreciate everybody who's written in and said how much they like the show, how much they appreciate the information. So, so great. I love it. And it's been a little while. Things have been busy. We've been on vacation. I've been doing some other things and with, you know, fall break and all that stuff. So I just want to say, you know, it's it's not an apology necessarily because it's not like I'm making a huge mistake, but it is one of those things where it's like, look, I know you depend on on it. So I'm doing my best here and we're on episode 69 at one more will give us 70 and that's pretty cool. And for all of you who are regular listeners, thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope that this gets uh, back on the regular schedule each and every Wednesday at 5 a.m. So, you know, there you go. But that's where I've been. Just it's been busy. It's been hectic. Um, even the videos have slowed down just a bit, but we're ramping back up to get everything back on track on schedule. So thank you so much for listening, not only today. And by the way, if this is your first time for listening, uh, forget all that stuff because you don't know, but <laughs> but if it's your first time or your 69th time, thank you so much for listening. And finally, guys, don't forget that all the information found in today's episode is intended for informational and educational purposes only. If you're in need of professional, medical, or legal advice, please seek out a specialist in your area. Thank you so much for listening wherever you are. And until next time, remember that sight loss isn't the end. It's just the beginning. My name's Derek Daniel from lifeaftersightloss.com, and I'll see you in the next one.